0: If you were abandoned by your father as a child, you're not alone. Sadly, the world is filled with abandoned men who had to figure out how to become a man and a father and stop the cycle. I am one of those fathers who had to figure it out, and so is my guest. He will share his powerful story with us in just a moment, so don't go away. Welcome
1: to the Fatherhood Challenge, a movement to awaken and inspire fathers everywhere to take great pride in their role, and to challenge society to understand how important fathers are to the stability and culture of their family's environment. Now, here's your host, Jonathan Guerrero.
0: Greetings, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me. My guest is Steve Anderson. Steve was the executive director of Boys to Men Mentoring Network of Minnesota from 2011 to 2022, and he has led men and boys through transformative weekends in multiple states across the U.S. and internationally. He is a certified professional coach and completed the certificate program in applied neuroscience from the Neuroscience School. Steve, welcome to the Fatherhood Challenge.
1: Hey, thank you for having me on, Jonathan.
0: There has to be a personal reason why you got into coaching dads. My guess is that there's a story from childhood that motivated you. What is your story?
1: Yes, and and it totally fits the topic because it actually starts with my dad when he was 5, his dad died. Right? And was gone and his mom ended up after his dad died, you know, dating alcoholics, um never really having that good stable home life after that. So he came from um 5 years old no dad, lots of anger, uh, lots of anger. And then, you know, uh, see about 12 or 15 years later, right. I come along, my brother comes along and my dad hadn't really dealt with, um, his anger and resentment with God towards, you know, what, not having his dad. And he was also, um, he's passed on, uh, Just an anxious person. And so when I was a teenager, he had a very stressful job running a a drug rehab center. And he had a nervous breakdown, which was so bad that he was locked up for 30 days to make sure that he didn't kill himself. And, you know, when he came out of that, he, for his own health, like he said, okay, I need to reset. And he actually wanted to move into teaching, but, you know, moved away to a different state to, um, become a teacher. And so so much of my life he wasn't around either emotionally because the way he would deal with stress from work was to go into his office and close the door. And then when I was a teenager, he basically, you know, he left. And um that as you know, right it I mean it shapes us and it took me a long time to admit it even. Um and once I got to the point and this was in my 30s, I'm like, you know, this is I'm carrying around some some baggage that is not serving me. And so I started doing my own work, uh, some some men's work, and um and that led me to mentoring t- teenage boys, which was it's it's interesting. and in the kind of the cycle for me is there was a group called the Mankind Project. A bunch of men got together and said, "Man, we're floundering. We need to help each other out, right? And so they created one of the weekends I went on it was really helpful. Then some of those men said, why are we dealing with, you know, 40 year old men who are stuck? Let's go and create boys to men and get to them as teenagers and give them the support that, you know, everybody wow. needs when, when they're a teenager, right. And the specific kind of special support that, that boys need. And so that's where I was with boys to men in Minnesota. And as I did that, right. Incredibly fulfilling and after about ten years, and these are all side jobs because I was an English teacher at a college. Kind of ironic that both me and my dad become teacher English teachers. But I'm like, okay, I want to go help men. Let's get through even faster, right? So those fifteen year old boys have men who are at a place where they can, you know, show up, see their sons and daughters, and you know, be th- be there for them. And so that's the short nutshell of how I got to where I am today.
0: Well, that goes into my next question that I was wondering about. Are all or most of those boys fatherless and abandoned?
1: Definitely not all. But I will say one of the the recurring themes from a lot of single moms and sometimes grandmothers, the reason that they would look us out and find us is because they would say, you know, I had my beautiful boy. We had this great relationship. He loved me. Uh, you know, dad's out of the picture or divorced, maybe a little bit in the picture. He turns 15 and all of a sudden he's full of anger and punching holes in the wall. So there was definitely a number of boys that we saw who were coming from, you know, divorced homes, dads not around. When one time we had an opportunity to go into a juvenile detention center and there it was just ridiculous. It was, you know, 95% boys with, you know, who've been abandoned by their Their fathers. Um, The one thing though I do want to say there, even though we're talking about boys who've been abandoned, it's like even, and this was interesting and sort of a wake-up call for me, boys from strong, supportive, loving families also have their own struggles. You know, and so sometimes Mm. it was weird to see the difference. Because some of the boys from more solid families would actually, the weight on them was. Oh my goodness, I've got this support. Now I have to make something of it. Uh so, you know, the the pressures were different. Man, if your dad isn't around, in my experience that sure makes it more likely that uh, boys are going to struggle. And I now I worked with boys obviously, but I've also been, you know, looking more into this too and girls also struggle without their father along. It's just that boys mm. seem to have the oftentimes more destructive coping habits, impulse control, drugs, crime, pregnancies, those kind of things go up. And that's statistical when a a dad's not in the picture.
0: Interesting. And I think we make assumptions too, um, because we think the only form of abandonment is a father who is not physically in the home at all. And that's what we associate with abandonment. But there are other forms of abandonment, such as the father can be in the home, but the father can be emotionally absent and still be in the house and also be physically absent, just not in basically not engaged.
1: Yes, and I think too, if you look at the the stress levels of you know so many of the men I talk to, um, you know they're there, they're in the house, they're doing the best they can, and they're also so stressed. You know that they want to be there um, and the stress makes it so difficult, right? Not getting enough. You, we're never our best dads when we're exhausted. <laughs> you know That's just not going to happen.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I think that's where having a community of dads, of other dads around you can be really beneficial because you can pull off of their wisdom from whatever
1: it was that you were missing growing up. Absolutely. One of the things I have a sort of running joke with my wife, when we meet a new couple, I think one of the things I like to do right off the bat is um, admit to how we struggle with working the balance of social media for our 15 year old.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. And and if the other parents also go, you know, oh man, it's hard. We're just like, (laughs) okay, we can talk because we got somebody honest here, and we're yes, not going to pretend 100%. we got this perfect household, <laughs> you know. And um, it's it's just better, right, when we can actually talk and express about what's going on and not worry about our reputation or what people think about us and just the the real truth. The you know, there's a lot of joy in being a parent, an incredible amount of joy, but there's a lot of stress and struggle too. And I think that to find that. To be in balance, you got to be able to express both of those.
0: I want to cycle back to something that you said near the very beginning about your dad, and that is your dad was really angry and he blamed God. Talk to me about that association between God and, and fatherhood and just the way that that can break and the way that those two images shape each
1: other. Boy, that that is a deep right, theological question, really in my for my dad, and this is the added level of complexity to it. He was in Chicago, and basically the salvation army was a huge part of why they survived. So the, wow. the you know, the church was giving all of this um support. My dad even ended up going to Bethel College in Minnesota. That's a a, a religious college. So he was walking this line. Where his faith was important to him, he saw the value of what you know, church could do, and at the same time, he was carrying this anger towards God. And it, in that struggle for him, the thing that my dad and I used to well, we didn't butt heads because there was no thing to argue about for the longest time. Whenever I would say, Hey, dad, and this was when I was in my 20s because we were fifth well, it was in my 20s when I started to find my voice and try to say the things that I wish I would have had the ability to say when I was younger, when I would bring it up, he would get very defensive and say, I lost my dad at five, angry at God, and that was the end of the discussion. And I felt bad that he lost his dad at five. I I can only imagine how terrible that is. And... I was his son. And in my head, I'm thinking, well, that happened to you, and I want you there for me. You know, so there was um and he never lost his faith. Um over time he got to the point where he could both um come to a better I want. let's see. I don't know if forgive God is the right word for what he needed to do, but he um he had a resolution to that and the last. 15 years of his life, he was actually a, a, a minister and, you know. Wow. Right. And loved being in the church that he was at. It was an older congregation. They loved him uh, and my mom. And so they were doing, you know, way more funerals than weddings. And, you know, he was there with people as they were dying on, on the, the deathbed. So, you know, that he he had a really interesting um Journey with that, uh, I guess is that's a, I haven't thought about that in a, in a while.
0: It's, it's uh, just one of those deep questions that people in our listening audience who have experienced abandonment from a father are asking. That's a burning
1: question that lurks in the back oh. of people's minds. For me, when I was growing up, it's like my dad was very distant, and to me, God was very distant. You know, so it's like, you know, we take our parents as our first role model in a sense for those of us Mm, who have have faith. And So for the longest time, um, when people would talk about like a personal relationship with Jesus or, you know, a personal, that didn't make sense to me. And so it really did, um, you know, set up that my father being distant, I think primed me to have a distant relationship with God and and to flip that too, when I got my boys, distance was the last thing in the world that I want, yeah. and yes. wanted. And I actually found my faith changing, a, um, a bit to me getting the more personal, the more personal connection and the more personal relationship because that's what I wanted with my boys. Yeah, and I have not said that out loud or realized that until you asked this question. So thanks, Jonathan. That's dang.
0: <laughs> hey, <laughs> and I appreciate your honesty with that. Um, it, it can be a painful thing to talk about, but it's very, very real. And, and I'm relating to everything that you're saying because I've experienced it. Yeah. Things change when you become a father. I mean, everything changes really just to, to be honest about it. But that also includes uh, your perception of God. Um, uh, it took me a long time of wrestling with my understanding of God. And in my case, I really had to just go directly to God and just take it personally to him. Um, and we had some very blunt conversations and I've, I got some very blunt answers back that really shook me to the core and it completely shaped my view of who he was. And then things started to go the other way. Um, I started to see my boys differently. I started to see my home Everything I had in my life as a gift, I saw a second chance. I saw a chance to change things, to completely shift the generational patterns and make everything different.
1: I'm wondering, you said that afterwards you saw the your your boys as a gift and and you know having that support. you know, did you feel like bef- before that that they were a burden?:
0: Oh yeah, yeah. And the reason why is because I felt inadequate and Mm. I felt unprepared. In fact, the fatherhood challenge started on that idea. It was a conversation I had with my wife where I bluntly told her that I thought I was not a good father. And then some time went by, not a lot of time, but a few days. And, um, and I think this is really where the Holy spirit spoke to me directly through my wife and my wife out of the blues said something very uncharacteristic, which is you should start a podcast. And it, it sent my head spinning. And I asked her, what exactly is it that you think I have to talk about if I were to start one? And she said, fatherhood, I had this feeling that I can't describe. It was something overwhelmingly powerful and strong um a knowledge a deep deep powerful knowledge that i realized that what i heard that day from my wife was not coming from her and i realized that was a calling directly from god i was being called on the spot and every every hair on my body stood up which should tell you everything you need to know about what god thinks about fathers and what he thinks about fatherhood and just how close to the center of his heart this topic is
1: to me too. It even it's the, the community of of fatherhood. Yes, I think is, is so. And I was you know, not connected to you know. I was, so many of I was not connected right to a, a community of of men who who were fathers. And and when we moved into this new neighborhood, and we you know combined families and talk with another dad about the struggles, and then I have. Um, some sort of I have some core ideas that I think tied into into fatherhood you know and it's just there's so much value in talking to to other men and not and not just the guy who seems to be nailing it you know what I mean I think to be there with other people who are struggling and to um let them know that there's some um that there's somebody else right next to them I think too is the way that we can show up for each for each other.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And, and coming back to your original question. Yeah. When you feel like your kids are a burden to you, that is a deep insecurity inside yourself. That's really speaking. And that that's really what's going on. You're feeling inadequate. You feel like you're not measuring up in some way and you have no idea what to do about it. That's the other answer. I mean, the first part of that answer is, or solution, I, I I believe is spiritual. The second part of it is is really really important you nailed it it's community
1: yeah and and the thing that i would add to that too is is look at where we're setting our our expectations and i i think for every man to decide every every father right to decide it's like what's the core that i want to make sure i'm I'm doing every day and so you know for me it was you know see and accept sort of like at the, at the most baseline and loves the obvious part. Right. But, but do my best to see where they're at that day. Right. And, um, if they've had a good day, well, that's easy to accept. If they've had a bad day, that gets a little harder. And that's where you actually get in, in a sense, you get paid right for the, for the hard days when, when they're struggling. But for me, sometimes, even if I'm tired or, you know, I, well, Tired's a good one, right? So, I'm very yeah. tired. I can I can catch myself and say, okay, look, you're tired. You're not going to have a great conversation with with your son right now. But but can you see him? Can you can you show him that um that you see him? And it's like, well, yeah, I can I can feel good in that day that I made an effort to go out there and just you know check in and see him. So I think. You know, and there are days where hopefully I'll do a heck of a lot more than that when when he needs me. But when we set up this great thing, like I have to be this maximum, 100%, you know, accurate, positive, powerful. It's like, well, that's just too dang big and intimidating. And I would rather like when I'm when I'm working with men and this comes out on neuroscience, I like start small (laughs) you know you start small because you got a much better chance of success and when you start small and you get success your brain rewards you with some dopamine and then that so the smaller you start the more likely you're going to be successful and you get to build on that so i love that very big on you know if you haven't been there for a long time or you're out and you're moving in it is not only okay to start small but probably really smart to start small Get some successes, understand that, you know, we're in this for the long haul, especially if we haven't been around and we know that we've been disconnected. Cause why should, you know, our, our children expect if I've been disconnected emotionally for the last year because of all the stress going on at work, and all of a sudden I show up one day and say, hey, I'm gonna be present. Why in the world would they believe that one day when they've got 365 days where you know I wasn't? Yes.
0: Yeah, love that. What are the statistics on the likelihood of abandoned boys becoming fathers who abandon physically or emotionally?
1: You know, I I did some research on this and I was trying to find you like a a solid number and I couldn't, but here's what I I did find, and this makes sense, right? When a lot of boys who have been abandoned by their fathers, the one of the things that you can see is that. They're more likely to uh, commit crimes. They're more likely to have, you know, get somebody pregnant, and they're more likely to do drugs. And if you're in jail, if you're on drugs, you know, if you have sex with multiple women and now you have five kids with five different women, those things don't set you up typically to be a present dad. So no numbers but some a lot of those things that come not to everybody right cuz just cuz you, your dad wasn't there there's plenty of boys who go through that experience and don't you know turn to drugs um but you know we've got um a lot of a lot of boys in juvenile detention a lot of men um in in jail who are absent fathers because of you know habits and coping mechanisms that they picked up when they were on their own.
0: So you're a dad coach. Why does a dad need a good coach, whether they are experienced or whether they experienced abandonment?
1: I I think for the biggest thing is to number one in me or anybody else, right? You find somebody who fits your personality that, that you like. Um, it means dedicated time to looking at yourself as a father. I mean, when when do we get that? We're we're so busy. Whereas, if you make a, a a commitment with somebody that says, "Oh, hey, look, every week, every two weeks, whatever that might be, I'm actually going to talk about what I'm doing as a father, and then I'm going to check in and see how things are going." So, one is it forces you to carve out time to really think about the the father that you are that you want to be and you know that's really showing up. The other thing is there's a coaches or you know a, a trusted advisor, wherever this might be, when they're not invested in the outcome. Like so if I'm if I'm working with somebody, you know, some of us get really um like concerned about grades, for example, right? Because for whatever reason they've locked in on that as this as the thing. So I don't care what somebody's kids' grades are. I just, you know, I don't have to be invested in in that, right? I can say, okay, so how do you, you know, what's going on? What's your thought thought process on, you know, the grades that your um, your son, or your daughter is getting? How are you reacting to the report card? What are you doing, you know, at night? Um, and at home to show your views on education, right? How are you supporting them? How are you getting in, in the way? You know, I have a, um, I have a thing that I kind of, I talked to my son about, I I am not concerned with, he's way more concerned about getting as many points possible as I am. And it's, uh, I might be going a little bit off track here, but there's a school culture where it's like if there aren't points on it, it doesn't matter, and if there are points on it, um there is, and so, um, yeah, I'll, I''ll pull back for a second for my son, right, Of course, I'm gonna get emotional. It's my son, I need somebody, right, and sometimes it's my wife, sometimes it's the guys in the neighborhood that I can talk to about what's running through my head about. You know, how do I encourage him to keep doing well in school, but not just be focused on points? So having somebody who's not invested in your reputation, who's not um, who can just be as impartial as possible uh, is is a reason I think having a coach, an advisor can really help people. And especially, um, if they're stuck or stressed, right? Because when we're stuck or stressed, the last thing that we're doing is thinking really clearly. So Very true. having that, you know, dedicated time where it's like, okay, we're not going to, that's, this is just dad time. Let's talk. I think that's, that's the biggest thing.
0: Steve how can dads get a hold of you to learn more about what you're doing or to book a coaching session uh,
1: well if they if they want to book a coaching session they could absolutely uh, email me at Steve at steveanderson.coach. if they're thinking hey no I just want to see what this guy is is doing and other things I have a Facebook page called the best dad project and they can um, look that up and I actually have a couple things coming up in the future all of those things will be put on the Facebook page. And the one thing I want to say, the reason that I call it the best dad project is because to me, it's all about being the best dad in the moment. So, you know, some days your best is being present, right? Some days your best is leading a family outing where everybody's having a blast. So it's, it's not about being a great dad. It's about being the best dad that you can be, you know, each day.
0: As we close, what is your challenge to that dad listening now who's struggling because of a dark childhood
1: filled with neglect and abandonment? I would say that now that you have kids, it's not about you, right? It's about your son or your daughter. And, and it sounds hard, but harsh, but the, the beautiful thing is, is when you start moving forward to, to be that better dad i have found for myself and other men that there's a healing process that goes on so it's not about you but you will actually most likely you know as you step into that role that wasn't there for you you will start to over time um you know feel that ache that's that's in there by changing focus from you and what you went through to being there for what your kids need
0: I'm also going to make it a little bit easier to connect with Steve. So if you go to thefatherhoodchallenge.com, that's thefatherhoodchallenge.com. And you go to this episode, look right below the episode descriptions. All the links that Steve just mentioned will also be posted there so you can find them easily. Steve, it has been an honor having you on the Fatherhood Challenge. Thank you so much for being here with us.
1: Oh, I am I am grateful for the opportunity, and it was a, it was it was great talking with you, Jonathan. I I got a lot out of it. You made me think. I appreciate that. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fatherhood Challenge. If you would like to contact us, listen to other episodes, find any resource mentioned in this program, or find out more information about the Fatherhood Challenge, please visit thefatherhoodchallenge.com. That's thefatherhoodchallenge.com.